How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith, and today we are going to talk about dealing with disappointment in your career and your job search. Careers and job searching are filled with ups and downs, which means that disappointment at times is inevitable. So maybe you've encountered one of these situations. Maybe you didn't get selected for a job after multiple rounds of interviews, which can be incredibly disappointing. Perhaps you received an offer, but the salary was much lower than you expected. Maybe you reached out to somebody for an informational interview and you didn't hear anything back. Or perhaps you were in the unfortunate situation of being laid off or being let go from a job. Maybe you started at a new company that you were super excited about, but it turned out to be very disorganized and terrible. So there are endless examples of things that don't go as planned in careers and job searching. However, I know that it doesn't make it any easier to deal with. And I will tell you that I've learned the hard way that increasing your self-awareness, having some alternative approaches at your fingertips will help you make better decisions about reacting in the moment when things don't go as planned. So for today, I wanted to share five considerations and a bonus consideration for managing expectations and navigating disappointment when things don't go as planned. And of course, I have some real life stories to weave in throughout the conversation to put it into context for you. So let's get into it. Consideration number one is all about embracing self-compassion And the strategy here is to treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. So as I said, this is all about embracing self-compassion in the face of challenge. So the first step is really listening to your thoughts and noticing when you become critical or harsh with yourself. This is hard to do, but bringing attention to the negative thoughts is going to help you identify them for what they are, which the fact is they are just thoughts. And then from there, you can create some distance from them and consider what you would say to your best friend if they were in the same situation. So literally ask yourself, what would my most supportive friend say to me right now? 
treating yourself as your best friend will help you move through those feelings and talking to yourself lovingly and compassionately will help you move forward. I actually do this quite often. My One of my best friends is hilarious. And so sometimes I just pretend that she's here with me and I ask her or talk to her in that way. And she always says something so funny that helps me just move beyond my criticism and move forward in the process. I also do this with beloveds in my community all the time. So they'll share something in their career that isn't going well. Usually they're beating themselves up for whatever the situation is. So I'll listen and then ask them that same question. What would you say to your best friend if they were going through the same situation? And their response is always incredibly heartfelt. So consider talking to yourself the same way. Consideration number two is specifically for when you're turned down for a job. So here, consider remaining in touch with the key contacts at the organization where you were turned down. So hear me out here. Being turned down for a job you've invested time and effort into applying for can be extremely disheartening. I get it. However, it is essential to remember that rejection is part of the job search process, but it doesn't have to be a permanent setback. Rejection oftentimes has something to do with timing or outside of your control or even outside the team's control. So for example, about a year or so ago, I worked with a beloved career changer who was basically given a verbal offer by a hiring manager at one of her top three companies, only to find out that they had to retract that headcount and allocate it to a different department that was in growth mode. It was so upsetting to her, although I encouraged her to remain in touch because you never know what might change. She did, and about three months later, she was offered a different role on that same hiring manager's team. So that hiring manager wanted her on the team and offered her a different type of a role. Now, at that point, she was already working for another company and she was quite happy, so she didn't consider that offer. But if she wasn't working at a new company, that might have been really attractive to her. So this is just an example of how things within businesses can change very quickly. So with that, you might consider sending a rejection thank you email. Now, I know that this sounds strange, although as I mentioned, keeping the communication open with recruiters or hiring managers, even if you don't get the job, is an excellent way to showcase your professionalism and then again, potentially open the door for future opportunities. Now, I did find a really good template for this rejection thank you email, and I'm going to add that to the show notes for you. So again, you never know what's going on inside a company. Maybe they're in the process of redoing their budgets, or maybe somebody leaves and they end up with an opening on the team that was unexpected. Or maybe their first choice candidate decided to go somewhere else. I've had that happen as a recruiter, made somebody an offer, They said yes over the phone. Two weeks later, came back and decided to go somewhere else. And so then we would go to our runner-up and give them an offer. 
So you just never know what's going on. And it's always a good idea to keep those lines of communication open. I think it's also helpful here to recognize that rejection happens to everyone. No matter how qualified or experienced you are, you will not be a good fit for every single job you apply for. And with that, rejection is not a reflection of you as a human being or your worth. It's just a result of so many other factors, as I mentioned before. So understanding this can help you detach from that emotional impact and remain positive and keep in touch with people that you've met along the way. So consideration number one is to talk to yourself like your bestie. Consideration number two is to keep in touch with key decision makers if you're not selected for a job. Consideration number three is to think about rejection as a gentle redirection. So here's a story of another beloved where this came to fruition. So Jack was interviewing with a prestigious company for a very high-level role. And frankly, he was perfect for the job. The company needed a ton of help, and he was willing to roll up his sleeves and give it his all. However, there were a handful of red flags throughout the interview process. The first one is the fact that it dragged on and on and on and on. This process went on for months. They questioned his music hobby, which is outside of work and completely unrelated to the job. He had multiple interviews with the same people over and over again. So although these red flags were quite notable, he was caught up in the organization's prestige, which is totally fine. And he thought he was a shoo-in for the job. Unfortunately, the offer never came through and they basically ghosted him after months of interviews. So before Jack and I even had the chance to regroup, he started interviewing with another company. Now, this company wasn't, at least in his mind, wasn't as distinguished as the previous company, but they were kind, they were thoughtful, the interview process felt easy, and at times even joyful. He really connected with the people and felt like he was making new professional friends. And when it came time for the offer, he was offered 5,000 more than he expected and a massive relocation bonus for moving to a city that he was super excited to live in. So clearly, he was being redirected to something so much better. You never know what you were spared due to the rejection. So trust that you did your best, you gave it some time, and then once you give it some time, I am certain you'll look back and see that you were on the right path the entire time. So remember that the universe has your back. And if you're in the job search process right now, write down these words, rejection equals redirection. This simple reminder will support you through the ups and downs of job searching. Moving to consideration number four. This one is all about finding the good in the challenging or noticing the lesson that you learned. So when we experience positive life and career events, noticing them and feeling the goodness is usually pretty easy. 
But what about when we experience unfavorable circumstances? So finding the good can become a bit harder. Penny Pierce is an author and she wrote the book called The Intuitive Way, which I'll add to the show notes and I highly recommend it. And it talks about finding the gifts in the garbage. So this phrase has always stuck with me and I'm hopeful it helps you as well. So thinking about the gifts in the garbage, I'd love to invite you to think back to a difficult time in your career and then start to notice. So what could you be grateful for during that challenging time? Or maybe there was a lesson that you learned, but maybe you didn't realize it when you were going through it. And now that you have some time to reflect, you can think about the lesson that you learned. Or perhaps you're going through a tough time right now and you could take a moment to step back and think about what that lesson might be. So I'm gonna share a quick story here. This is one of my favorite stories. I was working with a beloved community member, Sarah, who had just graduated from college with a degree in marketing. She did great in school. She was a super high achiever and so eager to start her career. She couldn't wait to begin her job search. So we worked together on her resume, a cover letter. She had a really strong networking strategy. But despite her best efforts, she found that the job search process was much more challenging than she had anticipated. She applied to probably dozens of positions. She went on several interviews, but none of them panned out to a job offer. So she began to feel very discouraged and disappointed. She had worked really hard in college and thought that she was doing everything right. And frankly, from my perspective, she had a really strong plan, but things just weren't working out for her. So after a few weeks of feeling down, she decided to take a break from the search and focus on other things she enjoyed. So she never really took a break from college. She graduated and went right into the job search process, right? She actually started the job search process before she graduated. And so she decided to take a break and she did some yoga classes. She volunteered at her local animal shelter. She read books and took classes on personal growth. And one day while she was volunteering, she met a woman who worked in marketing for a local nonprofit organization. They struck up a conversation and Sarah mentioned her background in marketing. The woman was impressed and said that her organization was looking for a marketing coordinator. So Sarah immediately applied for the job. She was invited to an interview. And this time during the interview, she felt so much more confident and relaxed. And she was able to share her experiences and her skills much easier than she previously did when she was very eager to just get her job right out of college. So a few days later, she received the job offer and she was so excited and so grateful. And so when we met, we talked about kind of what went well, what were the lessons learned, and she realized that her disappointment during the job search had taught her lessons about perseverance and resilience and the importance of self-care. So I just love this example. 
It's a great example of finding, quote unquote, the gifts in the garbage and learning lessons during a challenging time. Now, I will tell you a confession here. When I first started career coaching, I was super nervous to talk with folks about gratitude. I thought people would think that I was wasting their time or that they would think I was unconventional or woo-woo or whatever. But then quickly, I realized how many people needed to talk about gratitude to support their career visions. So I threw those nerves out the window. So much so that the first step in my signature coaching practice from Fried to Flourishing is to reset your mindset and institute a gratitude practice. So simple moments of looking for the good or finding the gifts in the garbage consistently will train your brain to find more good. And trust me, when one more person finds the goodness in each day, we will all benefit from that. So remember that growth-minded people focus on how much wisdom they gained versus dwelling on what they lost. So what did you learn about yourself as part of the process? What can you be grateful for during a challenging time? Okay, so, so far we've discussed four considerations. One, talk to yourself as you would your best friend. Two, consider remaining in touch with key contacts if you're rejected for a job. Three, remember the equation, rejection equals redirection. Number four is to find the lessons learned within the challenge or the gifts in the garbage. Notice what you learned and express gratitude. So consideration number five is thinking about your younger self. So what would you tell your younger self if they were going through something challenging? Now, looking back, if I were to write a letter to my younger self during the first 10-ish years of my career, which were very challenging for me, it would go something like this. Dear Jen, slow down. (laughs) Notice. Take in all the lessons from each experience. You're on the right path, and what is yours will find you. So throughout the early years of my career, I said yes to whatever came my way. I never had a real plan and I was thrown into situations I was not prepared for. Many of my work days ended in tears. Sunday scaries happened on Saturday. And often the phrase, I think I bit off more than I can chew, ran through my mind. So much so, my dear mom gave me a poster, and I'll never forget it. It's this little dog taking a big bite out of this enormous bone with those written, those words written across the bottom. I think I bit off more than I can chew. I was constantly getting myself into challenging situations, working through so many ups and downs in my career. This led to me constantly racing and wishing for something better. And I'll tell you, I've learned so much since then. And while a lot of it was super hard, I realized it was all in preparation for where I am today. And for that, I am forever grateful. So what would your letter to your younger self look like? How might you use that message to move through a disappointing situation today? 
So finally, I have one more bonus consideration for you. And this is to remember that you have power over your choices. So when you're in the middle of a challenge, it's difficult to remember that we have power over our choices. The trick is to remind yourself of this and make sure your choices are deliberate in defining your best future. So if you're working through a difficult situation or when you do encounter a difficult situation, I invite you to pay gentle attention to your choices in thoughts, in words, and in action. So you might even try a reflection exercise at the end of each day. So you could ask yourself, were my thoughts, words, and actions mostly positive or negative? What choice felt the best for me today and why? In what instances could I have made better choices? So you can give this reflection a try and see what comes up. But taking a pause to notice your choices is a powerful practice in making a change happen. So in summary, my friends, careers and job searching can be a roller coaster. There are a lot of ups and downs. When things get tough, five things to consider to help you navigate disappointment are number one, be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself as if it were your best friend. Number two, specific to the job search process and being turned down for a role, consider keeping in touch with the folks that you've met along the way. Number three, remember that rejection equals redirection. Number four, finding the gifts in the garbage and training your brain to see the goodness in the lessons learned. Number five, what message would you tell your younger self if they were going through something similar? And lastly, as a bonus, remember that you have power over your choices. That's all for today. I hope that you found this helpful. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with a friend or providing a rating and review of the show. It helps more people like you find me. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time.